listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman. I'm with my good friend, Kat Larson. Hi, Kat. Good morning, Taylor. Good How morning. Are you? I'm well. I'm very good. good. I'm enjoying this incredible time of the year, and um, I'm already excited about my next year because I have lots of trips already planned, which makes me Where? so happy. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so Hawaii and Mexico and Peru and Oman and Dubai. So oh I, my gosh. I get very excited just putting all these things together. My wife gets like anxiety because <laughs> she has to plan everything. But Yeah, she does. But I tell her I'm so much fun when you go. So just know when we're there, we're going to have a great time. But why, um, don't we t- why don't you take your podcast partner with you and we'll do travel podcasts? You know what? That's not a bad idea. But then, I know. No, we have to take that person that works with us, you know, Richie. <laughs> he would be a problem. <laughs> Because getting well, just put him in, just put him in economy, and we'll go business. Okay, it will all be fine. (laughs) Hello, (laughs) he just just cut you off. (laughs) So, anyway, today I want to talk about the concept of putting into action the theory. So, people talk about theories a lot, right? And Mm -hmm. I think one of the problems that I have, honestly, with a lot of theory and such is that people think about issues. They don't solve issues. They don't act Mm -hmm. on issues. Mm -hmm. And thinking is not unimportant. I mean, obviously I believe in logic and sorting things out, but I've just noticed that happy people tend to take action. Like they'll start doing things. So I've been working recently with some young men uh, that are just struggling with various things in their life. And when I am working with them about, well, what could you do differently? Like, could you maybe call um, and check into a club on campus or a place that you could actually invest some energy to feel more connected? Um, Mm -hmm. I often get like no response. And I'm like, well, remember, you're the depressed one, not me. Like, this is your work to do, (laughs) not my work to do. But I find that a lot of people that are stuck in depression or have anxiety find themselves kind of swirling the drain instead of acting, getting out of the drain. And I want to talk about what it takes to take action on things that you've thought about. So in in our lives, Kat, let's think about things that we've actually done where we actually took action and what the result was. I mean, for me, obviously, one of my big ones was getting married. The fact that I actually did do it, right? Yes. And it's interesting. I look at people nowadays that are dating. It's actually a choose and lose. That's what you do, right? When you're dating, you choose and you lose. You can't just mm-hmm. always win. And mm-hmm. I, my heart goes out to these people that are so sincere that they're all about like, well, how do I know if it's the right one? How do I ask somebody out? They're so worried about the, the uh, choose and lose process that they'd be great in marriage. Once that happens, they're fine. They're in, they're committed. They can do work from that angle on, but in the dating phase, they're frustrated. And I'm like, but, but you need to make it a possibility to enjoy this period of your life. So I think a lot of people, there's certain like moms that have young kids and they're scampering around and they're overwhelmed and they have loads of laundry that aren't put mm-hmm. away. I think all of us have to learn how to manage those periods in our life that we're in. And some don't do it very well at all. And some are excellent at it. And some do very well certain phases and not great at other phases. So, I, I mean, for me, getting married changed the entire scope of my life. Like mm-hmm. instead of traveling all over the world and doing my own thing with uh, anthropology, I 
settled in, had kids, traveled a great deal with my wife, but had a very different kind of orientation and became um, a psychologist and moved in that arena. How about you? Some action you took. That's a great question. I I think without unpacking this old, the biggest thing that comes to my mind was when I stepped away from working with a family business. Mm, Yes. Um, That was significant for you. It was, it was. And it was, it was actually, you know, right after I got pregnant with Cade and uh, my son. And I just, I think it was just big because for so long, it was just kind of the, you know, it was written. It had been written. (laughs) The script. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And even as a, you know, even as a yellow, I mean, there was still a lot of, um, you know, duty. Expectation. Expectation. And my duty was, you know, you know, and, and the conversation around it was, you just can't because what, what will happen if, and you can't do that to us, you know? And, and again, there was a lot going on. I don't, I don't hold it. I'm not, it's not like I look back and, and are, am mad. I just realized that was a hard, hard step for me to change the trajectory of my life. Well, see, I love that because the truth is every time you act, it is hard. It's not mm-hmm. as easy. In fact, I've always said when my wife and I went on our mission to Africa, um, mm-hmm. the hardest part was getting out of here. That was the hardest part. Like once you're gone, it's great. Mm-hmm. Like your yeah. focus is where you are and you're doing these wonderful things with people you'd never would have dreamed of being with but right. you're getting out. And so I noticed that even today, like I can't talk enough about that wonderful two years of our life, but people don't do it because they can't break the gravity. They can't make the move. And I think we ought to call this, this segment of our podcast called Flip Your Script. Like yeah. just flip it. Like try. I love like those movies where someone says uh, they've been single and they've been alone and they flip the script. They live in England. They go to Spain. And they meet different people and they do different things, right? I wish that our listeners would consider, what should I flip the script on? Like, even if it's how you see one of your kids, maybe it's time to flip the script. Stop seeing them as you see them and start seeing them differently. Like, make that actionable item happen in your life. Instead of staying stuck with the way you think right now, do something different. Shake it up, right? So that would be the hope. What would you flip the script on in your life right now, Taylor's or anything? Because I'd like to hear how you do I, I will. I would probably go back to the, well, it's hard with the, the fitness thing. Because the problem is that when I had the, the COVID and then the shots that came from it, and then I had the heart problem, it's tied to the fact that I, I, my body is overreacting now. Like it was the things that were doing that were so good actually put mm-hmm. me in jeopardy with my heart. So I've still got to rethink how I'm going to do that. Um, cause I loved that period of time in my life. Loved it so much. It was fun to focus on eating healthy, working out, um, that kind of thing. So, so you can't do that now? No, I'm limited in what I can do now because of the energy pieces for my heart, which is really sad, but it's tied to the, um, the COVID vaccine and the, the booster, um, which we're now seeing that across the board, long-term COVID huh. people are struggling, whatever you were doing at the time, it, you can't keep doing because your body's reacting to that, trying to over compensate so but that's one that's one thing for sure um I, when i wrote the book i had to change my my action i had to literally get up at 4 30 in the morning i whined about it because i'm working full time mm-hmm. i don't want to write the book in the first place but once i said i can't go out on the weekend well that's not going to work i flipped my thinking stop whining get up at 4 30 and write so 
that may transform my life. Look at my life because of that. What I put out there, right? God, no kidding. That's right? huge. It's huge. So, but it really is hard, harder than people think to stop whining or getting stuck in your own way or being a victim and justifying your nothingness. Like you're not going anywhere. You're just circling the drain and say, you know what? That's different tomorrow. Um, it's so fun. Like I just read about this thing where you should drink like um, a half a spoonful of uh, extra virgin olive oil every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's a fun little habit to put in there and try that now. So I think it can be small. It can be large. I still love that phrase. I heard about someone who said, when my neighbor moved in across the street, I never took something over to say hi. And five years later I did and had missed five years with my best friend in life because that's what she'd become. Yeah. Yeah. So I really think there's something to be said for if, if there's things and you, you're right, you have to want to do it or you won't do it because life gets busy, right? So the minute you're, you're hearing this podcast and you're thinking about it and then you have to go do something and you forget about it. But if you really are sincere about flipping the script in your life, think about what would matter to you, what you would like um, to add to it. And it may not happen overnight. I'm not saying necessarily happens the next day. But I do believe that if it happens too far down the road, it won't happen. Like the person that wants to lose weight, but they're going to wait till the new year, (laughs) not going to happen. But if they say, I really do, and they think about how they're going to do it and where they're going to get involved, and then two or three weeks later, they're in and they're going, I think they are excited because it's the passion they have. You know, you said something that, that it's funny how like on birthdays or January 1st after New Year's where we have this kind of clean slate thinking. Yeah. And and you can do that. I mean, I can do that right now at, you know, 1036, whatever on, you know, October 21st, that could be my right. clean slate. Right. So let me ask you this question, color-wise, red, blue, white, yellow. What do you see in terms of flipping scripts that stop the colors from doing that? Because I would think that red's flip the script pretty easily. No? Or, I mean, tell me about that. Uh, that's about a great question. Colors. I think yes and no. Let's start with red. For example, if I'm arrogant as a red, I'm blinded. I can't even see how the script I'm playing isn't working. It's not happening. So what do I do? Got to get humble. If I'm a red listening to you, what's, if I don't even know that I need to flip a script, what's my first step? I would, if I were a red that was that way, there's two things. I would get humble, number one. Right. And then I would go to somebody I respect and say, what do you think would help me be a better person? What do you think I could do that would actually focus my life in a different trajectory than is right now? That would be positive. But there's that vulnerability for a red. When a red can do that, they're magic. Because the truth is they don't carry a lot of baggage. They really can flip the script. They have that ability very easily. Even in my work with clients, I find that reds are the easiest for me to work with in terms of change because once they see it and get it and it makes sense to them, they're in. Um, but you got to be humble and vulnerable mm-hmm. and probably ask somebody else, like, what do they see? What do they think would enhance your life? Okay. Uh, for a blue, it's stopping a victim. Like I would do that if, but I want someone else to also want to do it. Or I want to please you more than I want to please myself. So you find yourself before you know it, giving up things that you ever dreamed of or hoped for because others don't validate it, don't want to do it, don't believe in it. So I think blue is getting out of their own way with being the victim. Oh, I'll wait till maybe 
um, all the kids are out of the house. Um, or I'll wait until my wife feels better about me. Or whatever it is, they, they miss that moment. I think about my blue son-in-law who's just embraced the concept of fishing. <laughs> I think it's just amazing how much fun he has with fishing. Like I love, he just flipped the script. Like literally, it's hysterical. We all laugh at it. And we're all so proud of him. Like, because I love the fact he cares. And he's inviting of anyone. You want to join me? Come. He'd love you too. He's just very like, like loves that concept. And I don't even care if what you flip the script on lasts forever. I love that it shifts the trajectory of your being. It gives you something to focus on. It's that mindset. And I can think of other things that I, I, let's go back to the yellow now. The yellow where I get the idea and then I don't do it. Like, for example, learning Spanish. I've talked about that my whole life. Um, I should have learned it. I didn't. And now I keep thinking, well, I'm 73. Do I want to do it now? But the reality is I've always thought it was a great thing to do. And those who do it, I admire them. I think it's great. Hmm. I think it's very smart. People do that. Yellows, they get very excited in the moment and then they get distracted. They get easily, yeah, yeah. follow through for yellow is very difficult. Then they mean they want to do it. Like that's nothing. They don't want to do it. They just get excited about something new quickly. And then they're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Didn't I? So their follow through is the problem for them. (laughs) And and then whites, whites are the ones that take, they don't take the leap because of fear. They live in self-doubt. I don't think I'll be good enough. I'm not sure how it's going to go. I mean, they literally, they think the whole process through. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm working with this one person who's a white personality, asking them to reconsider like how they interact with, with society. And this guy is just, he is so frustrated with causing conflict. Like I don't want to say things that will cause pain for people. So I'm not going to really say what I want to do because I'm afraid it won't be accepted and it'll cause yeah. conflict for them. And meanwhile, I'm miserable. That's what he's saying. I'm not happy. So it bothers me. When whites don't know, they're the, probably the most capable of quietly just going about change. Like they have that gift, but self-doubt creeps in and they rethink things. They don't trust it. Well, I love that. So I think, I think probably if you just did an inventory and said, what in my life based on if I'm not happy with it or there's some conflict around it or I feel frustrated or it seems like it's stalled out, but I don't want it to, what can I flip the script on? There's, One, there's something. 100%. No, you're okay. absolutely right about that. That's exactly what it is. And it's, it's like when I tell people, again, depression is based on things in the past, regrets from the mm-hmm. past, anxiety is about fear of the future. So mm-hmm. whatever you're depressed about or um, like maybe a bad relationship, that, you know, a, a relationship that went bad, like enough, it's over. Let it go. Stop. I've got this guy who's still feeling the pain of a relationship he had that ended six months ago. Like you're just dating. You don't have to feel like that owns you now for the rest of your life. And all the energy you're putting into that, you are not giving to something more positive, proactive, hopeful. You're missing that, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. I do think that it's really, really cool. Like what you suggested, like think about the things where you're stuck, where you're struggling, where you're irritated, Um, hopes that you may have always had. I, I do want you to know though, if you take the leap, you will be happier, guaranteed. The worst that will happen is you won't be as interested as you thought you were. That's the worst, which is no big deal, quite frankly. Yeah, I I also love that, you know, when you're looking at something to do that, like if you're approaching something, it sounds so simple, but it's like if you're waiting to feel the green light or get the green light, 
it's just you you're not gonna nope. i mean there's nope. stuff i still don't get green lights on that i've been doing right you know it's like i still don't even know if it's quite the right thing but i'm doing it right <laughs> you know I mean? which is way better than waiting for the green light yeah because i want people to know go. well our listeners have got to understand that we have fear and fear will prevent you from experiencing love and confidence all right, we got to quit for today, Kat. Thank you. That was terrific. I enjoyed it. As always, uh, to our listeners, please act. Make a choice. Move forward. Flip the script. Thanks so much. We'll be back with you next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye now. Hey, Color Code family. It's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385-526-2350. Again, 385-526-2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.